and welcome to another episode of When the Hammer Drops. I am your host, Leoc. Hope everybody's start to the week is good. Um, finally getting warm here in the Midwest, uh, Northern Illinois. Unfortunately, it's getting a little too hot too quickly, but I'll take it over the cold. So, well, I got a few things today that I really want to cover, so let's just jump right into it. Uh, first and foremost, uh, WHO is having an emergency meeting uh, to discuss if monkeypox is going to be a global threat. Now, if anybody that has been listening to this show knows, chances are damn good that it's they're going to say, oh yeah, it's going to be a global threat, blah, blah, blah. Mark my words, June 14th, they're going to eventually, they're going to come out and say that it's a global threat. When you can just do a normal search and, you know, even on their website, it even says, breaks down like how bad monkeypox is. Like over a couple weeks, it goes away. There's no cure for it. So that means there's no vaccine for it. But yet, again, notice the date, and I'm going to go off, I'm going to say this, that Moderna is going to be the first one to come out with a vaccine for monkeypox. Now, a couple of concerns that I have is, one, and it's not really, uh, yeah, it's a concern, but it's also questions. One, how many of those people that have monkeypox are vaccinated? And is it actually monkeypox and not shingles, and you're telling them that it is monkeypox? Because shingles is a, is a side effect of the vaccine. So, and monkeypox and shingles kind of go hand in hand in a way. So, that would be kind of interesting to know. Um, let me know what your thoughts are. Uh, email me at layak at layakswhenthehammerdrops.com and let me know what you think um, as far as that goes. Um, but I guarantee you here, as soon as they have their meeting, it's going to come out that it's a global going to be global threat. There's going to be lockdowns. Um, I mean, it's just it's just it's the 2020 playbook all over again. And I'm going to get into that as well because I have some questions <laughs> on why things are going the way they are and why arrests haven't been made and why people haven't been impeached or you know thrown out of Congress and Senate and all that stuff. But we'll get into that here in a little bit. So that's all I'm going to talk about monkeypox. I've said in my previous episodes, it's not all the research I've done on it. It shows that it's not that bad. It goes away after a couple of weeks. The worst part of it's itching. There's you're not going to die from it unless you're in a essentially a third world country. Okay, if you're here in the U.S., I mean, unless they try to inject you with some bullshit, which they have. <laughs> And that's when you got to worry. But otherwise, remember when you got the chicken pox? You put that shit on there, take an oatmeal bath, and just stay relaxed and stay the fuck away from people. There you go. There's your monkey pox, folks. Now let's move on. Um, I'm going to go on to some a little bit of pressing stuff. Uh, but first, before I go into that, I want to let you all, you know, just tell you guys that the new national average for gas is now, I believe, over $5 or if not over $5 a gallon. 
I know here in Illinois we're teetering at that $6 a gallon mark, and it's not even August. <laughs> so, um, But, hey, according to the news sources, is that the Biden administration is thinking about putting a halt to the gas tax throughout. Ooh, we're going to save a whopping 38 cents. Now, my question is to all the governors, if the federal government freezes the tax on gas, shouldn't you? Don't you care enough about your citizens to freeze the gas tax? I mean, you guys have made hand fistfuls of cash lately. You guys are making millions of dollars a day. And I know where I live in Illinois, you have... I mean, let's face it. I mean, there's always... You have two seasons, construction and not construction. But even the construction season, it's... I mean, really, they're not really doing much. But that's a different story. So, I mean, it seems legitimate. Why wouldn't... I mean, I can tell you right now, most of the Republican states have frozen their state taxes on gas. Like, I mean... Florida, DeSantis, what you're doing down there, bravo, sir. You're doing an amazing job in giving relief to your citizens. Whereas I live up here in Illinois, and <laughs> Kritzker doesn't give a shit about us. His idea of helping us is, here, we're going to stop sales tax on food. Ooh, you're going to send me a whopping 1% at the grocery store. Thanks. Oh, and you're going to stop the next tax increase on gas, freeze it until after the elections. Ooh, you're going to save me two cents on gas. Pritzker, fuck off. You're a piece of shit that needs to get out of office. But, like, I did a blog on this. It's not, we already, I already know it's not going to happen. The whole election's fixed already to have you win. So, if you want to read my blog, go to Lax When the Hammer Drops. It's in the blog. I even have it on the, the Facebook page at, um, at our Facebook page as well. So go read it, and you'll understand where I'm coming from as far as that goes. I'm not going to give Pritzker any more uh, time than he deserves, and he doesn't deserve shit. So now, moving on. So if you haven't been paying attention, because obviously your news stations, your local stations like Oh, like Fox. Well, Fox is getting a little bit better, but NBC, ABC, CBS, WGN, all those crap retarded... Oops, sorry for that. <laughs> all those crap stations. I won't say the R word, even though they are, but they're not going to report on this. They're not going to tell you this because why would they? It doesn't. It's not in their narrative. But I'm going to tell you that's this. this. Nicaragua, Nicaragua <laughs> authorizes entry of Russian troops, planes, and ships. Yeah, so that's on our continent now, folks. That's down in Central America, not in Africa, like a lot of people for some reason seem to think. It's on our continent. Yeah, it's still kind of far, but I don't know about you. I don't like the fact of having uh, a a country that essentially um, obviously is <laughs> whatever the fuck, whatever the hell Russia is doing, but 
I don't like having them to the south of us with China and Argentina. And them up to the north of us, obviously just crossing over the Barren Straits. I mean, come on. I mean, that's a little... Yeah, I mean, there's reports that Russia's going there because the Nicaraguan president has requested time and time again for an investigation into NATO, the UN, and the U.S. biolabs. So there is speculation that Russia is just going around and knocking out the state's um, biolabs, which if that's the case, bravo, you know, and kind of have to wonder because over in Ukraine, as soon as it got done in those certain areas of Ukraine where the biolabs were, they moved out. Now they're over in the Dunbess area. And they have control over there. So they're out of Kiev. They're out of all these other places, and it's not because Ukraine is winning. Ukraine's losing. Russia Reports are Russia, I think, only has like 10% of the military there, and it's not their good military. Like, they're, they're better, like, <laughs> intelligent, uh, high-op guys and all that stuff are still in Siberia. So that, I mean, come on, kind of weird. But... I mean, if that's what Russia's doing, going around and getting rid of these biolabs, hey, I'm all for it. There's no need for these biolabs. If they're denazifying areas, good. Get them the fuck out of here. We don't need it. Bye-bye. If that's, in fact, what they're doing. But if it's not, I mean, if it's not, then <laughs> the U.S. needs to do something here soon. Because now we have threats to the south and threats to the north. So, yeah, this is again, this is stuff that, I mean, you have to do it, do a search on it in order to even know anything about it because they're not, I mean, you would think that this would be bigger news than what it actually is, but it's not. So, uh, yeah, so you have that that's going on and, you know, obviously, you know, your ABC and stuff like that is going to downplay it like it's, you know, no big deal, but. Yeah, it's kind of a big deal. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving on, that's pretty much what I got on that. Uh, let's move on here. Oh, while you were sleeping, did you know that the House voted last Wednesday on a bill, uh, a gun control legislation called Protecting Our Kids Act? And it went through the House 223 to 204. This right here should scare each and every American. Gun owner, all of it. Now, chances are, I mean, it's not going to make it past the House because it still has to go through Senate, then it still has to go through Supreme Court to see if it even goes, because it goes against the Second Amendment right. Every, you know, so... But this just—I don't know why more people aren't speaking up. Why more people people aren't down at by Congress protesting this? But you know, hey, what do I know? I guess. But uh, let me tell you exactly what's going on with this. Uh, okay, there's so they're not expecting it to pass the Senate, but I mean, it's this is what's in the bill. The legislation that passed the House includes a series of individual bills aimed to, at preventing gun violence. 
The measure would raise the legal age to buy certain semi-autic centerfire rifles from 18 to 21. Now, I'm going to pause on that real quick. If you can be 18 years old and join the military, you should be able to be 18 years old and own a, a firearm. I mean, if you're okay and good enough to join the military, go to war, and kill people, then why can't you own a gun? You know, that's just my question on this. Um, so moving on, establishing new federal offenses for gun trafficking and selling large-capacity magazines. See, all right. I'm going to break this down here for real quick. One of the main reasons why they do not want you – I'm going to – don't want you to have large capacity magazines. And I'm going to paint a picture for you here real quick. So we already know that our military can't come in and take our weapons because that goes against the Constitution and all that good stuff. But one thing that Nancy Pelosi and Schiff and all those guys over there in Congress, all the leading Democrats want, is for NATO to be able to come over to the United States. Now, if you NATO... If NATO comes over here, now they can go to people's houses and take their guns. So, we're there. Now, this happens. Say they get control, total control and they start to come to take your guns and everybody has magazine capacity limits of like 10 rounds. Well, your 10 rounds are going to go up against, say, the NATO, which is holding 30 rounds. What is the likelihood that you're going to make it out? That's exactly why they want it. capacity limits dropped. It's because if it does come down to that, you're more likely to die and not be a threat. Think about it. So my gut, my, what I would say to every gun-toting American is buy your high-capacity magazines and have them because you're going to need them probably if this happens. I know, and I don't... <laughs> I don't like to say this, but for me, and I know most uh, most Americans feel the same way, but if you come to my house looking for something, expect it's, you're not going to get what you're, what you're looking for, number one. And number two, it's one of us ain't walking away. That's all I'm going to say. So, yeah. Now, they're also, okay, they're, now let's move it on here. Okay, and okay, they're also allowing local governor governments to compensate individuals who surrender such magazines through buyback programs, which we already know nobody's going to sell back their high capacity magazines, um, because basically it would t it would create a tax incentive for retail sales of safe storage devices and criminal penalties for breaking new re requirement regulating firearm storage on residential premises. Uh, the measure would also keep steps to strengthening existing federal regulations on bump stock and ghost guns. So, not only that, but it's going to have the red flag laws in it, had, you know, all that as well. And like I said before, in red flag laws, it's essentially, I can look at somebody and be like, oh yeah, he's unfit to own a firearm. Call the local police, they're going to come and get your guns. And now you're just, you just lost your guns. That's how easy it's going to be if something like this passes. And that's why it blows my mind why people are not, like, why aren't people out protesting this? I mean, it kind of blows my mind. 
where where are these um oh and I hate to call people out like this, but where are your three percenters? Where are your you know those types of organizations that should be standing up at this time? They're nowhere to be found. It just it blows my mind. It's I don't know what else to say. So now moving on from that. Um so Justice Kavanaugh, uh, I'm sure many people have heard it, and it hasn't been such big news where you're going to hear it on WG, again, WGN, ABC, C, you know, all of them. You will hear it on Fox News, but you won't hear it anywhere else, really. Um, uh, Justice Kavanaugh had a threat on his life where somebody came to his house, a <laughs> Democratic hitman, so to speak, and I believe I talked about this before. But my question is, is there is a law that unanimously passed the Senate to give the justices more protection. And Nancy Pelosi is still sitting on it in the House. Why? Why don't you pass this? Why can't they have the same rights as you? It, it just blows my mind. And my next question is, is I thought it's illegal to protest in front of a judge's house, a juror's house, and because for intimidation and you know violence, which it has already become, it's already gotten to that. Why aren't these people being arrested? Why isn't the DOJ doing their fucking job? And why isn't the president speaking up on this? Where are you, Biden? You sleeping again? Eating your fucking ice cream on the late night show with Jimmy Kimmel? Fuck Jimmy Kimmel. He's such a goddamn liberal piece of shit. <sighs> I mean, really? It's against the law? So why aren't these people arrested? Oh, I know why. Because it doesn't fit the narrative, does it? So therefore, you're going to sit on as long as you can until somebody actually dies. Why isn't that congressman in cuffs right now for, you know, <laughs> for, you know, for what his comments about that Kavanaugh's not going to even see it coming. No, you're right. He didn't see it coming. Why aren't you behind bars right now? You know, these are all questions that need to be asked. And, I mean, we already know it's not in the narrative. So nothing's going to happen to help him. And pretty soon here, the ruling on Roe versus Wade is going to come out. And I hope you're all prepared. Because when it gets overturned, that's when shit's going to blow up. And once again, in all of your the cities and states across the United States, that is that Soros is back to the DAs and you know loose on on crime and all that stuff. It's going to blow up. So you can count on California being in flames. You can count on Chicago being in flames. Portland. I mean, it's it's 2020 all over again. They're giving us our playbook, their playbook right now. And we have an opportunity to actually react to it early enough, and yet we don't. Oh, that's right. We don't because the FBI is in the 
the back pocket of Biden. I forgot all about that. You know, just like they were there for January 6th letting people in. But, you know, let's not talk about that because that can get you in some trouble. I'm surprised they're not knocking on my fucking door right now. <laughs> but. So, yeah, that's what's happening so far. So, come 4th of July weekend, because that's they're going to announce it just before the 4th of July weekend, before they go away for summer uh, session. So this way all the justices get the hell out of town, you know, after they announce it. But that's this is all pre-planned, and mark my words, there's going to be protests, riots, all that shit to the magnitudes as we had in 2020. So it's sad that it, we can kind of already talk about and know what the hell is going to happen because, again, it's the playbook, folks. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. Uh, so uh, now on to this. So the Biden administration um, also foreshadows their call for censorship of anything that has to do with green energy cost criticism. So they're calling on good old Facebook and all big tech companies to start censoring what green energy costs, the criticism on green energy. <laughs> I'm looking at Vision Times. And the, the name it was published today uh, by Neil Campbell. So the title is Biden Admin Foreshadows Censorship of Green Energy Cost Criticism. Basically, so a top aide to President Joe Biden wants big tech to commence censorship of content that is critical of the cost of so-called green energy and renewable energy. Why would they have to do that if it was... Why? Isn't it every American's right to know what something's going to cost that... I mean, let's face facts. Okay, yeah, you're paying some on gas. Okay. Now, who... I know I can't. I can't go out and buy an electric car at 60 grand right now. How many Americans... How many you can? I'm I'm assuming not very many people can afford to just drop another 60 grand on a car. Now, that's not even including the charging station that you need. There's not enough charging stations anywhere to be able to charge your vehicles. <laughs> Come on. And they're not all the same. One car's different from the other. So is this green energy cost effective? No, it's not. And it's going to leave big holes in the earth, whereas at least with the oil, like your Keystone Pipeline and stuff like that, it's not leaving huge holes. Okay. <laughs> it's going to cause, essentially, I want you to look at it like this. So, okay, oil has gone up. So we're all paying almost $6 a gallon for gas right now. Um, we're getting into summer. So everybody's electricity is going to start going up, right? Because, you know, the Biden administration attack on fossil, on energy, essentially, and fossil fuels wants to get rid of it. So my question to you is, is how the hell do you think it's more affordable to buy an electric car when you still have to pay to charge it, 
you're only going to be able to drive for about two to 300 miles, which you can get more out of a gasoline motor and drive. And I don't know about you, but I like the fact that I can fill up a gas t- my gas tank in about yeah, a couple minutes and not have to sit there for 45 minutes to get enough charge to drive home. So, again, it's not going to be cost-effective because when you get the electric car, you know, so that's $60,000 for the car. Then you got to pay for the charging station for your home, which is whatever. Now that battery goes out, you're looking at about $10,000 to replace the battery in the car. Um, but when you're charging your car at home, sure, you're not paying anything for gas, but guess what? You're going to be fixing to pay a lot more on electric. And then when it comes into the winter months, you think your car, you're going to just be able to leave an electric car outside? Fuck no. You're going to have to have that car inside and temperature control. Most people are going to have to probably, if you live in the Midwest or anywhere where it snows or drops below you know, zero, you're going to probably want to have to put a heater in your house. Now you're going to be paying more there too. So tell me again how electric cars are going to work. This attack, the Biden's administration's attack on energy is ridiculous. It's His policies are killing this. It's the number one cause of this inflation right now, it's not Russia. It's not what's going on over there. You know, and they're, they're blaming everything on what's happening over there because that's what they do. They pass blame to others. So, ah, so yeah, I think that's enough for me. I think you guys enough to kind of um, all over here. Um, it's going to be kind of crazy coming the next couple weeks. Um, so hope you're all prepared. Um, I'm going to be doing a couple more episodes here. I'm going to do one on what to expect with food shortages that are happening now, and they're only going to get worse. Um, so look back. Um, Definitely subscribe to the channel so this way you get the downloads uh, because you know good old podcast sites like even Apple and uh, Spotify and all of them, they like to censor us. So make sure you're subscribed. Rate this episode. Share it with your friends. Let me know what you think. And until the next time, folks.